Hey, Ian. Hey, beautiful. I am literally starving to death. Oh, oh that's terrible. It's probably because you're a vegan. No, it's not because of that. Ian, <laughs> I realized that if I don't continue eating at least 2,000 calories a day until I die, I will 100% starve to death. I'm currently in the process of starving to death unless I intervene daily with 2,000 calories every single day. Wow, this is news to me, Shay. Thank God you're bringing this to my attention. Are you not alarmed? I am starving to death, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you, I think it's because you're a vegan and you're, you're literally not allowed to eat anything. Get out of here. All right, start the show. <laughs> everyone and welcome to Camp Re-Education, an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We are your hosts, Ian and Shay, beginning our two-week immersion into the world of makeup, baby. So, Ian, here we are standing at the foot of Mount Makeup, looking up at its beautiful glory and just wondering to ourselves, <laughs> why the fuck are we even here? How are you doing, man? Uh, I am. I'm good. I'm uh, sitting next to a bag of products that cost me about $160 yesterday, and uh, I am feeling more than uh, overwhelmed. Uh, just, Girl, you overpaid. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I have more sensitive skin, and uh, I had to be a little more cautious. Of uh, okay, that's the that's that's the cost of self love. That's what that's what <laughs> how much loving yourself costs. It's not free, Shay. Self-love isn't free. I've seen Queer Eye. It costs money. <laughs> I've never experienced self-love, so maybe I'll have to go uh, <laughs> buy some products to try yeah. that out. Masturbating is free. I just want to point that out to everybody. Masturbating doesn't cost you anything. Feels just as good, if not better, than, uh, than putting on makeup. So to all those who got swindled into paying for masturbation, <laughs> public service <laughs> announcement, it's actually just free. Uh, but like you, Ian, I'm also sitting in front of a big pile of makeup that yeah. I bought with the help of my amazing girlfriend. Um, she got these beautiful brushes that you can see, but the listener cannot. It is a six brush total face brush set. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I uh, so uh, I would also like to just I would like to give a quick shout out to my friend uh, my good friend Amartya who I could not have done this without she was uh, just absolutely imperative to the makeup picking out process um, she helped me find some really cute stuff <laughs> and uh, is there any items you're like particularly excited about uh, there are items I'm particularly not excited about oh uh, let's start with that one because I've <laughs> definitely got one that I'm not excited about what's your what's your least favorite fucking horror item that we paid for. Okay, so this might seem weird to you, and I only realized it after talking to my girlfriend, Stephanie, yeah. a little bit more about this, but I have, uh, I guess, like, an aversion generally to lotions, creams, even, like, hand sanitizer. Really? Kind of grosses me out. I don't really, like, when people offer me lotion for, like, dry hands, I, I, I'll do it sometimes with reticence, but most of the time I'll refuse it. I'm not interested in it at all, and I guess, maybe, I don't know what happened to me as a kid, but obviously something very dark and traumatic regardless yeah so um my horror item is the foundation because it most really? resembles lotion <laughs> i uh, i didn't realize that uh, this the most interesting thing to me was how much attention you need to pay 
to your skin type. Is it dry? Is it oily? Is it a mix of those two things? Um, are you flaky? Like, there was, there, I got like a little a little list here as well. Um, what was it? Uh, so uh, also, we would just like to give a special thanks to the fucking makeup Reddit communities who are right. unbelievably like supportive and helpful and gave us tons of advice that we absolutely took to heart. I think, and they're so friendly. All of those people have just said the nicest fucking things to us. I don't think there's a more supportive community on the internet, like which, you know, like I completely feel left out on. Like I, I can't believe there was a, there was a corner of the internet with that much love and support and we were just completely outside of it. Right. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. I feel, yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck every other part of the internet. Like, where were you when we needed you? All right? Makeup was makeup has always been there for us. But yeah, like, I just in terms of learning about, like, you know, color theory, like warm versus cool versus neutral tones, undertones, overtones, depth. I guess I'm trying to have a 3D face, complementary <laughs> and contrasting colors. Like, um, it, it's, it, it's absolutely insane. It was totally mind-blowing. So what's your color palette for your eyeshadow looking like right now, Ian? Dude, I'm so. I got two palettes. I got two. I got a like a. I think it's a neutral one. It's a cooler palette, right? It's got more like beiges and pinks and sparklies and browns. But then I got a really bright color palette too, with like lots of bright greens and yellows and and blues and pinks and purples. So I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty fucking pumped about that, man. Yeah, I didn't get like a a, a very bright palette, so I might have to go back and uh, do the same. Get something a little bit more exciting for my nighttime looks. Well, I've heard the darker palettes uh, are better for people with our skin complexion, like our, our pasty Swedish backgrounds. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, and that's typically what I've seen on other people. Is what I've appreciated more is the the more muted, darker uh, things as well. I didn't tell I didn't tell you about my least favorite item, by the way, which is I'm just gonna hold this up to the camera really quick. Did you oh, get you one got of these? That. No, the eyelash curler. Yeah, so I'm holding up an eyelash curler, and when I first saw it, I thought it was the thing that they use for like brisks to give little boys circumcisions. So I mean, this is <laughs> uh, this is super scary. Like I'm I'm absolutely terrified of of using this. And and to anybody that has mastered this, like prop, mad props, you're amazing. Yeah, my girlfriend told me that I didn't need it and that it was overkill. And I was so happy to accept that advice. I just said, you're totally right. Anything you say about something I don't need is valid. So I uh, skipped that one. <laughs> so I just want to quickly say to anyone who knows anything about makeup, this episode might be really hard to listen to. Ian and I know basically nothing about makeup and we're putting that ignorance on full display for you, which is we're hoping in line with the essence of this camp. This is probably one of the first camps where I think we're both just 100% in the dark about this yeah. topic. Well, I mean, you know, not that's not entirely true. Uh, we didn't have any real experience with demons either, but uh, we, we'd at least, heard, you know, we'd uh, heard about them in church or something. Right, and I guess we've seen makeup in movies or whatever, but yeah, I guess uh, only in movies, never in person. <laughs> this, is like, this is the first like practical thing, like this like first practical real world thing that is everywhere that for some reason, it's, it's crazy. I mean, like over half of the population uses this stuff. And I mean, uh, we've never touched it outside of like the, the bare minimum. So like she said, yeah, I, this is either going to be really hard for you to listen to or incredibly entertaining, one of the two. Yeah, if you want to laugh at us, please feel free. We'll be laughing along at ourselves in spirit. So in line with the way that we do this now, um, this is probably the perfect time to dive right into our favorite new segment, Ignorance in a Bottle. Ignorance in a Bottle 
welcome to Ignorance in a Bottle, an ignorance time capsule where we lay bare our biases and preconceptions long before our immersion to showcase exactly how dumb we sound before consulting the almighty internet. Because after all, we're only this ignorant once. So uh, I guess we're just going to go through and each name five things that we think we know about makeup. Uh, I'm assuming there's probably going to be some overlap here. Uh, you know what? There's there, there might be, but I do believe in my uh, pretty incredible intellectual prowess. So, I mean, <laughs> don't be surprised that my list has a lot more facts than yours. Uh, I will certainly not be surprised. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's supposed to be a subtle thing. Um, I think that people want to put on makeup most of the time to make it not look like you're wearing makeup. And as soon as I say this, I'm, I'm realizing that there's definitely some <laughs> communities that do the exact opposite of what I'm describing. And I'm thinking particularly of the drag community. Yeah. So I guess well, what, I'm going to so change like, what mine. Mean, what do you mean when you say subtle? Like, can you kind of just like stretch that, like uh, treat it like a little taffy? Stretch it out for me a little bit. Yeah, so I'm thinking of like the no makeup makeup look where you, you're oh, wearing makeup, but you just want it to make it look like you're just naturally gorgeous or you're, these features are naturally emphasized. We, you know what I'm realizing that I didn't put on my list was like makeup goes through phases. It's like it's like any fashion, right? So right. there's like ways to do it that are um, trendy or in and then um, are, are not, I think. I, I think, think you're right. Yeah. And I think so when, I, when I'm talking about subtlety as well, I think that varies um, from person to person as well as over time. So I know what might be subtle for one person is probably I'm gonna say this super wrong gauche for another. Did I say that right? No, I think that's I think that's right. Gauche. Yeah. <laughs> another one for Shay. All right. Yeah, that's like a French goat, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of uh... <laughs> another joke doesn't land. <laughs> Put it in the column, boys. <laughs> uh, is chevre that's how you say goat, right? That's like the cheese. You're just saying like goat cheese and you call it chef. You're just saying goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, so subtlety is your first one. That's, that's, that's cool. What about your, what about number two? What bring me to numero two? I am changing it from subtlety to, uh, to there are a lot of different reasons why people wear it. That's going to be my <laughs> first one. Cause I realized as soon as I started with subtlety that that was just way too narrow. <laughs> for my number two, uh, you, no, you do yours. I want to hear your first one. Are we going to go tit for tat? I think we're going tit for tat. All right. So um, my first one was, fuck, you're going to hate mine. <laughs> my, my first one was, uh, it is a reliable gag in sitcom television, uh, wherein they, they come over <laughs> and they go, hey, where's Cheryl? And the guy goes, oh, Cheryl's still putting on a makeup. And then Cheryl comes out and she goes, I'm all done putting on my face. And then someone goes, you call that a face? And then someone's like, you know, the trumpet plays. And they're like, wah, wah. And then the, uh, the <laughs> and then the band starts and the, the laugh track goes. And, and I think I think women hate that. That's my, that's my uh, first guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I, <laughs> my first thing is I think women uh, probably feel misrepresented by the way that like their relationship with makeup is portrayed in pop culture. I'm feel, uh, I feel like the pop culture you're describing is like 40 years ago pop culture. I feel like I'm describing modern family. Like wasn't that Jay and Gloria's relationship? Like he was like, oh, I'm old and you're super hot. No, oh, it's comedy. Uh, I've never seen Modern Family, and uh, I'm proud of that. <laughs> okay, so your so your number one is you think that it is unfairly represented in media. Yes, 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 yes. I think it's um. I think the media makes it look. I think they 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 go out of their way to kind of poke fun of it, which is ironic considering 
how much makeup they put on like you know actresses in these sitcoms and then like they have them like putting on makeup and they're like haha look at this stupid lady that's interesting i, I think we'll, we're gonna end up talking about that a lot um later um okay so <laughs> uh, my second one is um i kind of like what i was talking about a little bit the first one i think that makeup is used to accentuate the existing positive traits of a person while also simultaneously downplaying those less desirable ones and I think those probably differ from person to person. That's one f one that I very strongly believe. I, you know, I had thought that um, I wrote down and crossed out. Uh, we use makeup to cover up the ugly, um, and I'm glad that I crossed it out because uh, that's much more poignant, and I, I like that idea <laughs> a lot more. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pretend that uh, yeah, I wrote that down too. Cool. Yeah, we got we got our first uh, our first uh, combo, <laughs> our first crossover. Um, I think there's a lot of truth to that, and um, I'm really interested to learn about I don't know, like the the art of uh, accentuation, or like you know what what goes into that. Because like I imagine there there probably is like some artistry to it. Because I mean there is uh, makeup artists, um, and you know me, I'm a dork. I like art, so I, I I am excited to kind of dive into like that aspect of of makeup. I think. Okay, what's your next one? So my next one is um I know that there is some con not I don't know if I fuck I shouldn't say some controversy. There is controversy like. Isn't it kind of like a badge of honor for makeup to not be tested on animals? So it's like, yeah, like, what's the deal with cruelty makeup? Like, I know there's cruelty-free makeup, but I want to know, like, why they're testing it on animals. I, I don't know this. Like, I know that they're doing it, but I don't know why. So I want to get to the bottom of that. Like, I want um, to tell you my guess. My guess is that they do that to make sure that you're not putting toxic chemicals on human bodies. Okay, that makes more sense, because like in my mind, they had like a rabbit tied to a table, and then they stuck lipstick in its eye, and the rabbit squealed <laughs> in pain. They were like, whoa, ladies better not get this lipstick in their eye. It's the same guy from the sitcom. That's, that's his job as a makeup test. I think that's pretty fair. I think that's a pretty fair uh, assumption of how that process goes. Cheryl's putting on toxic makeup in the back, Bobby. <laughs> I just stop with this like running gag. Uh, uh, hey, ABC, call me. I've got a great idea for a show. <laughs> you did it 20 years ago, remember? Oh, maybe that was 40. <laughs> it's the King of Queens, but this time we call it uh, the mean, ra the mean rabbit guy. Uh, yeah, workshop that name a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, my third one is, and I'm especially confident about this one, is that it's uh, it's pretty fucking expensive. I'm hoping in this camp that I can get away with buying all the makeup I need for less than a hundred bucks. And uh, I feel like that I'm hoping I can do that. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll see. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping to also do the full gamut of different types of makeup. And so I, I don't know if that's, if that's going to be possible or not, because I've heard some really high quotes for brand name makeups that would very quickly put me over that $100 uh, budget. So we'll, we'll see if I can stay within it or not. I was, I was also kind of in this camp. I had a, I'd written down price question mark because I know right. that it varies. And like, I'm curious to know, um, like, I mean, what's the difference between low end and high end? Like, does the high, does the expensive stuff not run? Is the expensive stuff like the one that like they, they test on the animals? And they're like, we shaved a chimp and put the makeup on it. We know you've got to look fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm actually curious to know if which of the two would be tested on animals. I could, I feel like I could come up with a justification for either one, the expensive or the cheap. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. made this monkey rollerblade for four hours and he still looked fantastic after. You would love this makeup. <laughs> Uh, all right what's your third <laughs> um so uh i don't think kids should wear makeup <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's like, okay, like, if, all right, uh, let's, yeah, um, I don't know, you have kids, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to put on makeup? Is this a question for me? I, I mean, do I, do I feel this way? I don't know, I keep thinking about Honey Boo Boo, and I keep uh -huh. thinking about just how, like, perverse and wrong that felt, like, this, like, overt sexualization of a small child. If makeup is used to, like, accentuate, you know, like, features and stuff like that, and, like, highlight things, is that potentially damaging to a kid to be like let's cover up your flaws and i'll be like what you know that's interesting uh, i my gut reaction is a hundred percent to agree with you that makeup on kids is weird but i think makeup is weird in general so <laughs> uh, i wonder though if you could say the same thing for like fancy clothes it's like oh well, look he looks like a little lawyer it's like well what's wrong if, <laughs> if he doesn't want to be a little lawyer what if he wants to be like a little nudist or something you know? <laughs> Uh, those are really extreme ends, man. <laughs> you're gonna, is that what you're going to present to your kid? Like, all right, you have two choices. You can go to law school or you can live at this nudist beach in France. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm hoping they find those choices, uh, those options on their own, so I don't have to <laughs> inform them. So, that, we'll see. so yeah, that was, I guess, I guess it was like my third one. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of putting my foot in my mouth, so I, all I know is that I want to dive into it like a little more. Like, it's just like, that's, that, there was like a knee jerk thing that came to mind. And now I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> For a second, I was just convinced in the back of my mind, you, you were going to say, I just want to dive into it like a little moron. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to dive into it like a little moron. <laughs> uh, okay. So my fourth one, I feel like I already kind of touched on. Uh, so maybe I'll just like spin it a little bit differently. But uh, I feel like it's like adult face painting. And that if you, <laughs> if you have like good hands, good steady hands, you'll yeah. probably be better at it. Uh, and I think that you'll probably have more luck if you're more on the artistic side. Because I, I guess now that I'm saying that, I guess it is like an art form. That seems to, to hold weight <laughs> to, to pass the initial uh, gut check. You know, that's that's really interesting. Like, And I wonder if that's why I never thought of putting on makeup as being a skill. Mm. Like for me, it was just like getting dressed, you know, like yeah, I don't I don't watch YouTubers put on shirts and pants like <laughs> damn, damn this guy is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think probably more artistic people probably tend to fare better in casual makeup and probably the best makeup artists are exactly that artists. That's really that's really interesting. I, I, I hadn't thought about that before. So um so wait, what is like what is what is your ignorance in a bottle that like makeup people who are good at putting on makeup are artists? Yeah, I don't think it is that interesting. The more that we say it, I just feel like it's really fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um well I mean I, I am I am interested to kinda like we haven't ever had like I, I guess a reason to watch a makeup tutorial. Not sure I've ever worn any real makeup. I've never had like a full face of makeup before. I'm pretty sure once or twice in my life I maybe had like eyeliner and maybe once I put on lipstick and that's like the extent of my entire knowledge. I take that back. I did have, I had makeup put on me once for uh, wedding photos when I got married in Korea, but I guess um, my skin was like the wrong tone. So my wife just was like, you look sick. Oh no. And then I went, yeah, I look sick. I'm getting married over here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but yeah, she no. That part was true. She did say, "I look." She made me like wash my face in the bathroom, and then uh, I, I think I just had like a weird hue for all the photos. They also did my hair really terribly, so I had to like fix that in the bathroom as well. So it's like we spent like I don't know, like one hundred and fifty dollars for me to uh, like undo a lot of one person's hard work in a in a restroom in South Korea. So oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your number four? 
So my number four was actually just my own personal relationship with makeup because I forgot about this. Um, I used to steal my mom's concealer to cover up acne in high school after I watched one of my toughest friends do it. This guy who is like, uh, uh, he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's like a really intense guy. And then like, I remember one day, you know, he came over, we were going to go out to a, a party or something like that, like a club. And he went into the bathroom and he was like, he was like, hey man, I got a little zit. Let me, let me, let me see your mom's bathroom. I was like, okay. So he went to my mom's bathroom and he like uh, w rummaged through her drawers. Like now that I'm saying this story, this is really weird. But he like rummaged through her drawers, like found her concealer and was like, oh yeah, here we go. And like put it on. And he was like, fuck yeah, look at me. I'm beautiful. And I was just like, wow, I should do this. I want to be beautiful. That's r remarkable. Yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I actually, and I mean, to this day, like even if, uh, if I had a little zit going on, I would borrow uh, my wife's concealer and just, you know, just cover it up. And I did feel more confident. So, I mean, like I do know that makeup can help you feel confident, but maybe there's like more of a problem of like, why do we have to feel insecure about things that are natural in the first place, you know? Yeah, it's funny because in high school, like I never gave a fuck about having pimples or whatever. Like people are like, oh, you're, you have like a bunch of, my mom would tell me, it's like, oh, you got a bunch of pimples. I'm like, mom, I don't give a fuck. Like, who fucking cares? <laughs> so like I never once considered putting on makeup to cover it up. Is that a flex? Are you flexing on me right now? <laughs> I mean, if you feel like a little intimidated by my confidence, bro, that's on you. <laughs> God, God, I would have loved to know your nicknames in high school. I'd pay so much fucking money to get those. <laughs> All right. So my fifth one, my fifth and final is uh, I am fairly sure that it is not very fun to put on, but more importantly, to remove makeup. Uh, That's like, a good one. I'm pretty sure like I've like heard people in my life talking about how, that it takes forever. And I and I think you have to use uh, like other products to remove the products you put on because like those first products are like fucking spray paint and like they don't come off unless you put like acetone on them but then you need like <laughs> skin safe versions and i guess like you could probably get like cheaper versions that like fuck up your skin oh, or something shit. maybe I, that's the reason i'm yeah. telling you we've, we're, we've come full circle to the fucking animal cruelty makeup right yeah i think so so i've never really had much of an issue with acne um but i'm assuming i might now if i'm buying some cheap makeup Oh fuck! I'm not looking forward to this anymore. Yeah. So, I my I my skin just started being beautiful, Shay. Like, what are we what are we doing to my beautiful beautiful skin? I don't know. It's going to be a tragedy, Ian. That skin shines in the good way. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, listener. Ooh, beauty. All right. So my last one was um I think I think I remember hearing about this before, and I'm curious to know if I'm going to maybe maybe historically it is maybe now it's better, but um. I think makeup might be racist. I think there's something to this. Okay. And I'm I'm curious to know that if I'm right. I think I'm right. Can you I'm just like elaborate on your your thought here? Um I don't, don't want know to. if I can. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't know if if it has Okay, so if it has to do with beauty standards, and if we live in a country that promotes white beauty, then surely there is some sort of like history or nefariousness behind um, an industry that was used to um, promote like idyllic beauty in a country that idealized a specific type of person. So it's like I have a, I have a strong suspicion I'm going to uncover something here that it's not going to be necessarily like and maybe it's like changing maybe it's better now but I mean I feel like there's still going to be some gaps and I want to I want to like dive into this a little bit I mean as soon as you said that um, as soon as you started like explaining a little more I just remember 
when I first learned that there are skincare products that um, advertise themselves as skin lightening, um, and especially in other countries, for people with darker complexions, they put on this cream and it's supposed to make them look more like yeah. white people, effectively. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I imagine there's probably something like that. But I also imagine that um, going back to what I thought before, that it's supposed to accentuate existing positive traits, that there's probably makeup that does that you know, for any any race or any complexion. Um, but you know what? As soon as I say this, I'm just like remembering our fucking history. And I'm sure there's some like terrible <laughs> fucking racist story about this. And I definitely don't want to be the one denying that at all. So <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure about that, Ian? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's counterintuitive. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see where your research takes you and what products you buy. Wait, so before we go, are we expecting to do a $100 budget? Are, do you have a budget limit for yourself, Seth? Oh my god, no, I don't. Do you have a budget for yourself? Well, like I was saying, I think $100 is like what I'm going to try and stay around 100 bucks. But like if I'm finding that's just not possible, like I'm definitely going to try and stay under 200 because I, you know, I can't afford this shit. Like we don't have oh enough my patrons god. yet. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You know what's so funny is when we when we did microdosing camp, we were we like no expenses spared. For microdosing, <laughs> like so now true. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Wallet's feeling a little light. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I f yeah, we got to give it, uh, we got to give it the full treatment, so to speak. So I think we'll, yeah, you're right. It well, um, it. so also, if it, so after we buy this makeup, if anybody knows of any places where we can donate this when we're done with it, please reach out and let us know. Uh, Otherwise, it's gonna, it's just gonna sit under our uh, our cabinets and get moldy. Does makeup get moldy? I have no idea, but I'm sure that as soon as I'm done with the makeup, uh, my girlfriend is probably going to maybe take it. Or she might even be with me when I order it. And she'll be like, oh, when you're done with this, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Alrighty. Well, uh, I guess that's it for Ignorance in a Bottle. Uh, stay tuned for part two after this commercial break. Tonight on Mean Rabbit Dad, it's Take Your Daughter to Work Day. Well, uh, here you go, honey. This is where we put the lipstick in monkey's eyes. Boy, Dad, this place sure could use a real makeover. <laughs> but what happens when Mean Rabbit Dad's daughter tries to sneak a chimp home from work? Chimpers, no! <laughs> oh, now I see why they call it monkeying around. Will mom and dad ever catch on to all of this monkey business? Aw, oh, sweetie, did you sneak a chimp home from the lab? What animal are we gonna test the makeup on now? Your mother? Mean Rabbit Dad, tonight at 8 p.m. only on ABC. Hello everyone and welcome back. Uh, just wanted to say what a shame it is that they're still running that ad, especially after what that monkey did to that child actor. Anyway, getting back to it, it has been a long couple of weeks since we recorded that Ignorance in a Bottle. And since then, as we mentioned at the top of this episode, we've already bought our makeup. We're, we have it here with us in front of us. And uh, that experience in itself has already been super fascinating. So Ian, uh, why don't you just walk me through a little bit of your shopping experience? I'll be completely honest. Like this is one of the first times where I wanted to rely more on a community that I wanted to on like research. Makeup seems so practical, so like, you know, executable. It doesn't strike me as something that I'm going to get a lot out of by just, you know, checking a book out from the library. So I just reached out to, to people and spoke to them and their experiences. Like we had mentioned previously, the Reddit community was great. Um, I, I spoke to some girlfriends uh, who, you know, told me a little bit about their preferences with, with makeup. And then my friend Amartya was like pivotal to the experience of me even having the confidence to go into a store and then like spend more than 30 minutes in a makeup aisle. 
Right. Yeah. Standing in that makeup aisle was so wildly uncomfortable for me. I, I thought I would feel a little uncomfortable, but I don't think I was prepared for the level of discomfort that I ended up experiencing. And I honestly think it has a lot to do with challenging my ideas of masculinity and reevaluating what it means to be masculine. I did not expect this much uh, gender to be a part of this experience for me, which I guess is maybe stupid and uh, kind of obvious retrospectively. But standing in that makeup aisle, I was I, I was thrown back to when I was three or four years old, going to department stores with my mom, and she's like shopping for underwear because we didn't have a babysitter, and I'm just standing there next to all of this underwear with other full-grown women, thinking to myself like, I don't belong here. <laughs> That's that's interesting. So let me ask you a question. Who were you more afraid of being confronted by, like uh, a man, a woman um, or like a store employee going, sir, you're very clearly a pervert. Please leave. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there were a lot of women passing in and out or passing by while we were while my girlfriend and I were shopping in our makeup aisle. And I was a little uh, I did feel a little uncomfortable about just standing there, yeah, being viewed as maybe like a pervert. But then I also, while in line with my basket full of makeup products, there was a guy in front of me who looked like really tough, like kind of gave like some like working class redneck vibes. And I was a little worried that he would like turn around, see my basket full of makeup and then like, I don't know, punch me or like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, I don't know, maybe call me some kind of a, some type of a slur of some sort, you know? And yeah. And it was a really interesting experience, like diving into that fear, which like as like a straight white dude, I've never had to really battle that kind of prejudice myself uh, in the front. And I, like and I'm, it, I didn't even have to battle it. It was just the fear that I might have to like defend myself in any in any capacity. And that was a really interesting experience for me. Same here. Absolutely. Like, again, really kind of caught off guard by it was all fun and games until I was in front of the products and then picking them up and like weighing them against my skin. It's not even like I could pretend that I was buying it for someone else because you have to match your own skin tone. Right. So I had to hold these things up and like, what you know, look at them against my skin and like figure out which product was going to be best for like the kind of looks I wanted to go for. So it was again like you're it's pretty obvious you're buying it for yourself. And then um, it was a little bit maybe of like imposter syndrome because I didn't, I wasn't doing it with any confidence. So that made me, that left me with the impression that I was doing something wrong, which I felt like made me look suspicious and then just made me feel like I was drawing even more attention to myself. Yeah. Thank God Stephanie was there with me and to, to hold my hand through the whole process and to kind of force me to stay there until I got everything on my list. And I'm glad that you had someone as well, because I don't know how I would have done that alone. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, I also feel a little, you know, you clearly kept under budget. I ended up spending uh, a fair amount more than you. Yeah, I, like you mentioned, I think that's kind of fair. I do need to get maybe a few more things. I guess just for anyone listening, you might be interested in the types of products we got. And since I have it all here in front of me, I'll just go ahead and name some of it. So I got a total face brush set, as I mentioned earlier, with six brushes. I have my Maybelline Colossal Mascara with a <laughs> 231 Classic Black. I got my L'Oreal Lanour Intense uh, Felt Tip Liquid Eyeliner, my Wet n Wild 
uh, eyeshadow <laughs> just, palette. Whose job is it to name this stuff? Uh, I know the names. Wet and Wild. The names are fucking crazy. Wet and Wild is apparently a huge fucking brand that I didn't know about. Everyone in the Reddit yeah. community was recommending it for us for a budget thing. I wonder. I, I love the idea that the guy that like named the Wet and Wild like water slide got fired, got hired by a makeup company, and they were like, "What do you want to call this?" And he was like, "I call it Wet and Wild." <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I got fucking Shadow Lock Eyelid Primer, which is... What a fucking name, Shadow Lock. Sounds like a James Bond movie. I got a couple fucking uh, lipsticks here, some face wash. I got the whole fucking shebang. Oh, and of course, my foundation and my face primer. Uh, I think that's about it. Did I get... Did you get anything that I didn't get? Any type of product? I don't know. So I got got a lot of elf stuff. Um, Nice. I got a lot of elf stuff. I got a lot of elf stuff. And then I got NYX. Did you get any NYX? Never heard of it. And I'm, I was pretty sad. I don't know. Like, what's your skin tone? Like, what, what's the name of your color? I was pretty upset by mine. Mine was literally like uh, vanilla background or something. I'm not seeing one on here. Oh, soft ivory N1. Soft ivory and like who's who is naming these fucking makeup colors? Like, come on, man! Like, van- like vanilla background. Like, I I know that my skin color isn't the most exciting, but give me something more interesting to work with, please. Like, fuck, call me White Lightning or something. That's come great. on. So we looked up before we went shopping. Stephanie and I looked online to see if we could learn anything about the color of my skin tone. And I guess after comparing a bunch of different products, uh, the one website we were on called Ulta helped me find out what my skin tone was. They're, like they have, di- I guess every different brand has their own thing. So I am a fair to light with yellow to neutral undertones. And that actually helped a lot when I went to go shop in person because I knew like vaguely what kind of colors would match for me. And then when I finally found mine, uh, it looks like it matches pretty well. I haven't tried it on my face yet, but uh, we'll see. It matches the, 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 the pigment of my forearms. So we'll, we'll see. Something that was really interesting to me after my friend Amartya helped me buy all the makeup, like she was really excited to kind of like walk me through it. And it just made me realize how much of makeup is like a rite of passage, um, you know, probably for women first. And then, um, you know, probably for anybody that wants to you know, start wearing it later, any, any, any individual who's like interested in using makeup and utilizing makeup as a mode of self-expression. So it was like really kind of exciting or it, it was very interesting to g- undergo a new rite of passage that like I hadn't experienced before. Um, and I mean, we got Prosecco, like we made like pretty fancy cocktails um, and like we put on some music and then like she explained how everything works and like helped me like, you know, showed me on like my skin, like how to kind of blend things and use stuff and like walks me through all of the brushes. Um, so in, in a little bit, it was kind of like being... Um, I don't know, it felt like being a kid again. Like, I felt like I was at a seventh grade girl's sleepover and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was so jealous when you told me you were doing that because I want that experience, man. So actually what I've been trying to do, and you you might be welcome to come to this if you want, but what I've been planning with some of my friends here in New York is kind of like a, a, a little makeup party and I'm just inviting anyone who wants to come over and play with makeup just to come over. And I guess like, we're just going to like paint our faces and, uh, and probably do the same thing, like drink some wine and eat some fancy cheese and 
I don't know. Maybe we'll put on fucking Gilmore Girls, or, or I don't know what people watch. Uh, so much, so much different than like a guy's hangover where or hangout where everybody I don't know like shotguns beers and then farts in your face when you fall asleep. So um, a lot, a lot livelier the the former one. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So we'll see, and you know maybe if you. Uh, I'm sure if it happens, we'll hear about it a lot in the, the upcoming episodes. But um, the biggest, the elephant in the room that we need to address, Shay, is that you have a beard. I have silky smooth baby face skin. We got to know, is the beard staying or is it going for this experience? Well, as you already know, despite asking that rhetorical question, we have already asked Reddit what they think about this very question and so far the response from reddit about whether or not i have to keep my beard is it seems most people are saying that it's totally fine to keep it and that maybe i could keep it for a little while and if i want to really explore some other looks that i can get rid of it then but otherwise it seems like i can play with uh, eye makeup and lip makeup and still work on my cheekbones and maybe even do some contouring with there and on my forehead and yada yada you're gonna contour your forehead shut up i don't know <laughs> are you gonna give yourself thought lines like ooh, this boy's a thinker oh, are you the makeup expert now ian you, you watch one fucking youtube tutorial <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Anyway, I'm going to find one YouTube video that says oh, how to contour your forehead and I'm going to send it to you with the most smug fucking caption. I feel like I feel like you're telling on yourself a little bit. Like you're just imitating the voice of the guy that bullied you in high school or something like, "Hey, you come Shane." You're like, "I hate this fucking guy. One day I'm going to have a podcast that I'm going to tell over his voice." <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we'll see uh, what happens with the beard. Honestly, I, since it already seems that the Reddit community has given me a pass, I think I'm going to keep the beard because that's what I really want to do anyway. And, and again, I just want to stress, like, uh, really surprised, shocked by how, like, supportive the, that subreddit, these makeup subreddit communities were. Um, and uh, I, I just want to, again, say, like, a special thank you, but then also kind of be like, you guys are really let me down by not telling Shay to shave his beard. So that was that was supposed to be a victory for me, but you know, I, I guess for the sake of uh, you know c confidence, um, you let him have it. So uh, well, they just don't like yeah. bullies, Ian. Well, it, it depends on which subreddit. Some subreddits <laughs> fucking love bullies. I should have asked them. All right, that's what you should have done. Okay, so is, is there a bully subreddit? I want to go. To I'm, that. Sure, I'm sure there is. <laughs> How to bully? All right, but that's that's another camp. So moving yeah, on. It's probably gonna disappoint you. It's not what you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's important for us to kind of check in on ourselves, especially as non-makeup wearers, what existing biases regarding makeup already are. Because I know personally, especially as a younger man, like when I was in high school, I really fucking hated makeup. And I hated, like, I didn't really hang out with a lot of people who wore makeup. I was like always part of like the alternative, like goth scene, which I know they wear makeup, but like in a totally different way. <laughs> but, uh, and so I like always really hated it. So I think what we want to make sure we do in this episode is also put our biases on full display so we can really challenge those and and approach this with a more open mindset that will hopefully allow us to see a broader picture. Already I'm seeing my opinion change, but um I'm still on the fence because I mean it's this is like a lifetime of prejudice that I'm carrying against like makeup the beauty industry 
that I'm trying to unlearn in like two weeks. So right. I'm I'm already you know. I'm an excitable person. I, it's very easy for me to get enthusiastic about stuff. Like, I, again, when my friend uh, invited me over and was like, oh, hell yeah, like, we're going to have a girls' night. I was like, fuck yeah, I've never had a girls' night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, still, like, even after it's all over and, and I'm like, you know, like, I'm wiping makeup, uh, like, off my hands and, like, it's fucking getting everywhere. And, like, I, I'm thinking about all the money that I spent on the makeup it's like I can't imagine being someone who like participates in this in this culture or mode of expression and like not getting super annoyed by it. Right. And I think there's a lot of different reasons why, aside from just like the messiness and the cost reasons that we've had these biases against makeup for a long time. So I know you and I are both. I don't know exactly what to call it. Left, I wouldn't say lefty leftist yeah i'm not i wouldn't say anti-capitalist but i'm certainly not like the biggest capitalism cheerleader <laughs> so one of the issues we have with makeup or one of the critiques that has like long stood w regarding my beliefs is this idea of just makeup as another form of consumerism yeah um, and we just like quickly googled this and we found that the makeup industry has about 89.5 nearly 90 billion dollars in yearly revenue so that's a huge fucking industry and it's geared towards like like you mentioned earlier just over slightly half of the population and you know what I think happens in these kinds of scenarios, and I think this is where the bulk of my suspicion comes from, is like when you market a product like makeup, I think ultimately what you're doing is you're selling the idea of beauty, you're selling the idea of confidence, and whether or not it is your intention, you create a culture where you're almost invited to feel bad about yourself and then purchase a product that is designed to make that, you know, uh, uh, like low self-esteem or discomfort go away. So it's essentially saying right. like the solution to your problem problem is our brand of makeup or our blush or our powder or our concealer or our makeup and whether or not the goal is to empower people i think inevitably with these sorts of industries where you could potentially be like pricing people out or excluding people based on you know uh, their physical attributes you're, you're going to leave i don't know maybe just as many people feeling bad as you do leave feeling good or maybe that ratio is is even broader in the negative sense absolutely and the industry has incentive to create new problems. I think back when you when you learn that the history of women shaving their legs and armpits is not even, I think it's about a hundred years old. There was an industry that I was less than that. Yeah. So there was an industry created with two simultaneous goals. Like one, create a problem and then create a solution. And I I I know we also see this somewhere in the makeup community where I, I just like feel like 20 years ago, when I was like in middle school, eyebrows were like supposed to be small and like near, almost not there. And now eyebrows are fucking big and bushy. And like I bought a fucking like eyebrow filling pen or something. And I guess you're supposed to have like big, thick eyebrows now. And I don't know if, if, if that's like something <laughs> that goes in waves or if that's a relatively new thing. But I mean, it seems like a new thing. I don't know the history, but like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking crazy. Like, who cares that much about their goddamn eyebrows? But I guess... I don't know. I guess I, you do. I guess, I guess you, you I guess do. You absolutely do. And yeah, already uh, I can feel almost justified in my previous criticisms that, you know, you don't need to wear makeup. Like just looking at the price of things, um, kind of just everyone warning me, never fall asleep in your makeup. Never, ever, ever do it. Buying makeup removing swabs and like not really totally being sure of the chemicals that are on there. Right. And like knowing that like all the stuff that's going around and in my fucking eye, like why? Why? 
Absolutely. Why? A thousand times. Why? And I don't know the answer is like because it makes you look hot. But I mean, like, where does that conception or where does that idea of looking hot come from? If it's something that's cultivated by an industry that sells looks every season. Right. They also sell the insecurity of not looking hot. So by even just by focusing on one aspect of it, it's like you'll look better with makeup. The natural implication is that you'll look worse without it. Yeah. And then they're automatically capitalizing on low self-esteem, which is so fucked. And so like obviously the negative, horrible sides of capitalism that I think you and I take such objection with. The consumerism aspect. Like it's, exactly. it's the consumerism aspect as well. And then like the marketing aspect of it. So it's like those two things that go hand in hand that I think we have this knee jerk negative reaction to where it's like, this is problematic. And I think it is. And I, I think maybe even makeup wearers could agree to that, but... Um, I mean, like already, like I can see that there are some pros that I hadn't considered before. One of those being that, you know, makeup wearers have access to an entirely additional mode of expression. And it's similar to fashion. I feel better when I wear nicer clothes, you know, and I, I could just as easily um, go to TJ Maxx and Ross or whatever and buy the cheapest fucking clothes that fit and be totally happy with that. But I prefer to go to H&M almost exclusively for all of my shopping. And I mean, I definitely feel more confident spending, I mean, I don't know, $10 more on a pair of pants if I know that they fit me well. And it's also a mode of expression that I like. But I, I guess... It's, it is a, the weird balance of just like, it is a mode of expression, but it's also consumerism. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tricky one. And I mean, you know, I, I would push back on that as well and almost ask, like, is it that um, you, you like the way they look or is it that the, the reception of people to you when you wear that is the thing that's making you happy? So it's almost like you're spending more money to make other people happy. And then those people's positive response of you when you look nice is the thing like reinforcing that you need to buy that. So, again, it's like just this it's structural. It goes deep. It's not just like this one little tiny thing, but it's that we've built an entire society around these expectations and the more you meet those expectations the more positive interactions you're going to have and the happier you're going to be so it's it's kind of a vicious cycle it is and it does stand to just perpetuate what feels like a superficiality that's just pervasive in our in our society which i don't really want to support but i also feel like it's inescapable as uh as a straight white man to Fuck, what's inescapable? I just don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to criticize a community of which I'm not a part at all because I don't understand it. I don't know the experiences, whatever. And so hopefully through this immersion, we'll get a little bit more of the experience. Obviously, it's a two-week immersion. It's limited. But hopefully we can begin to get a taste of what the benefits may be, as well as the negative, uh, the negative aspects of it. And and I think it's important to to mention as well, and we had both talked about this before recording that like these is these are kind of like classic male criticisms right right because we get to be exempt and that's part of like our privilege as uh, straight white dudes is that we just don't have to worry about this our version of putting an effort is buttoning up a fucking shirt and then like people are like wow you you dressed up for today yeah and it, it takes me no time at all basically i just shower and brush my teeth uh push my hair over to one side and i'm done for the day and people applaud you and you get applauded for it and if a woman were to do the same thing or the criticism that she would receive is typically like, well, I mean, you could have made a little bit of effort at least, you know? Right, exactly. But the theme that I, the thing that I'm realizing is even that minimal makeup look is still a decent Requires amount of effort. effort. 
jinx. Double jinx. Triple jinx. Quadruple jinx. Quintuple jinx. Sextuple jinx. Septuple jinx. Octuple jinx. Nonuple jinx. Decouple jinx. Undecouple jinx. Do a decouple jinx. Straight decouple jinx. Well, it looks like Ian and Shay have gotten stuck in a jinx battle to the end of time. And how should I know? Why, I'm Alfred Monroe, the inventor of the automatic transmission. And we all meet old Alfie at the end of time. <laughs> so I know we, we've talked about this a little bit already, but after even just buying the products, do you feel your opinions about this changing a little bit? Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, there were some things, maybe it's just because I spent $160 for a fucking <laughs> podcast episode that I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm fucking losing money being creative. But uh, I mean, like automatically, like just, just seeing like this world of possibility and even, even talking to my friend, even talking to Amartya and just like her showing me all these different looks and me realizing the sheer magnitude of access to expression denied non-makeup wearers, either because society kind of looks upon it as weird or uh, subversive or um, like it's making a statement when really maybe all you're trying to do is be expressive. Um, I, I felt a little bit kind of left out of that, uh, especially as like an expressive person just being like, well, fuck, like it's amazing the difference a little bit of like green and yellow eyeshadow will make with some, you know, mascara. And it's like seeing my friend before she put on makeup and then seeing my friend after she put on makeup, it's, it's a total transformation. And it's just like, like, why, why are we denied access to that? For as long as we can remember as a society, we just put women's looks on this pedestal for better and for worse. And, and we put these expectations on them, but we also celebrate the, their appearance so much more than the appearance of men. And I think makeup is a natural byproduct of that. If you can do anything to enhance the way a woman looks and you celebrate good looking people, then of course you're going to have an industry dedicated simply to making those people look better. And you know what's so funny too is like men before, I think it was like the French Revolution, men were also encouraged to wear makeup and you know get dolled up and, and put on high heels. And um, it was a sign of, it was a form of conspicuous consumption. It was a sign right. of wealth. It was a wealth signifier. And after the revolution, um, men kind of stopped doing that. But then once money kind of re-entered the fray and, uh, you know, class systems started rebuilding themselves, I believe men were still expected to maintain that idea of like masculinity and the provider look. But then it became a, a way of showing off wealth by making your wife or having your wife put on makeup. Mm, yeah, that's really fascinating. I actually have something really fascinating to say as well. Probably even more fascinating, but I'm seeing the sponsors are tapping on the glass right now. So let's just go ahead and play an ad real quick. Horrible conditions have just learned their fate. Dilapidated conditions of their animal sanctuary. They never harm their animals. These days, all you ever hear from whiny millennials and liberal America is diversity, political correctness, and veganism. And when it comes to makeup, cruelty-free has made America soft and made our colors run. Introducing Maybelline Cruelty Plus. Here at Maybelline, we take cruelty seriously. 
only we have the patented Cruelty Plus formula specifically designed with cruelty in mind. No amount of blood, sweat, or tears will ever stop you from looking your best all night long. Trust us, those battered animals looked fantastic. Maybelline Cruelty Plus. <laughs> no, but seriously, Maybelline actually still does this. One additional question we have is, where does it fit in the larger culture? Um, Ian, take it away. So in regards to its place in the culture, this is something that was so funny to us because like, this isn't like a subculture, really. I mean, this is just like monoculture. This is a huge part of the culture. And I think maybe most people are, are you know, opting out of it. It's not even like they're, like they're excluded from it or that they've... Um, but maybe they're not opting out of it. Maybe it's just like, maybe the societal pressure is so great. They feel like um, they've been conditioned to believe that it's, you know, um, antithetical to their self-concept to participate in it. In this thing that like half the population engages in. Wait, who is opting out? Are you talking about people are opting out of makeup? Um, people that don't wear makeup. And you, you think there's a lot of people who are doing that? Um, I mean, so you and me, we, we, we have not worn makeup before this. Like we have the freedom to do it. Nothing is stopping us. But for some reason we've decided that like, oh, well, like it's not in line with, with who I am as a, as, as a person and probably more with who I am as a man it, it, with these concepts that again, like are, are societally built, constructed and then swallowed and accepted by us. Yeah, I don't really think us not wearing makeup was much of a choice. I think that was a prescription given to us by society that says... That's what I just said. I just said that. Okay, well, maybe I'm hearing it differently. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I said it in a fucked up way because you you just plopped that fucking impossible question in my lap. <laughs> and I mean, I did my I did my best, Shay. All right. I guess I just... It sounded like you were just saying that everyone was opting out of makeup. To me, I was just thinking like, who the fuck is opting out? Like, just... <laughs> I don't feel like... I opted out. I just feel like I was never asked if I wanted to opt in. That's a that's a that's a nice way to put it. It was the option was never presented to me. Like no one ever said right. no, but that's because I didn't ask because it didn't look like I was supposed to. Right. Yeah, exactly. My mom never asked me when, you know, at any point when she was buying herself makeup when I was a kid. It's like, "Oh, which one do you want?" And this is what I mean when I say like it's such a rite of passage right. um, in terms of like at some point my mom probably pulled my sister aside and was like, we're going to put a little eyeshadow on you today. We're going to put a little makeup on you today. And I mean, I mean, the experience probably grew from that. And then my dad was like, here's a BB gun. Go shoot your toys in the backyard. Well, I think probably here is a good place for us to talk about what we're actually going to do for this immersion, what this immersion will look like in a practical sense. So Ian and I are going to try we're committing to two looks a day, a day look where we where we work. So I think this is us like getting up a little bit earlier in the morning to give us some time to actually lay right. our foundation and put on our primers and uh, <laughs> and all that fun stuff and then actually do our jobs. Both Ian and I have client facing. Well, I guess maybe not necessarily client facing, but both of us have jobs in which we have to be seen in Zoom meetings currently. Yeah. So we might be pushing it a little bit, but I don't I'm not really worried about anyone uh, air quotes calling us out for anything. I don't think given the political climate 
that's something that anyone wants to do. And it's weird that I'm even worried about that. And that's, I guess, like going back to this other thing, like I'm uh, about his place in the culture. It's about his place in the culture and like what masculinity is and what it would say about me. Like, I feel like people would ask, like, I guarantee you my dad would be like, what's the point of it? And I, I bet you my dad would even ask, like, are like, are you gay now? Or are, <laughs> are you st- do you still identify as a man? Like he wouldn't understand just the idea of putting on makeup for uh, expression or yeah. anything else. Like it would have to be some other social indicator of some other aspect of my identity. And I, I think, you know, you had mentioned earlier that um, whether or not this opinion is already starting to change. And I, I think we both agree that, yeah, like gradually it is. But maybe for like the, the younger generation who has more of that freedom with, uh, you know, like the, the, the fluidity of expression, whereas we're kind of it's more jarring if we were just to suddenly start wearing makeup. Right. We're a little bit more locked in because of the time yeah. that we were raised with it when we went through our adolescence which is which is wild to think about so we're gonna have a look that we have during the day but we're also gonna have a night look which we are very playfully calling the fuck me daddy look and the, <laughs> very playfully <laughs> the idea is this will be like we're gonna go get some uh look and i think the idea was and this isn't necessarily part of what our immersion is but maybe like extra credit is maybe actually go out on the town at least i'm where i'm in now at new york uh this time, like the bars are open again, like we might just try and go out and see uh, what what how it feels like to be so publicly seen wearing makeup, which I guess the intention of which would be to be seen more or to be more conspicuous, right? I guess so. Now, right off the bat, let, let me ask you, how would you feel about doing that? How confident how confident would you be to like go out to a bar order sit at a bar and order a beer in full makeup? I would not feel comfortable with. I, and let me phrase that. I will not be comfortable when that happens, but I'll do it. And like, I will probably defensively like make it a humor thing. Like I'll, I'll probably lean into it being a funny gag thing, probably in order to protect my concept of masculinity. Also as well, maybe not even to, depending on where I go to get a drink. In Cambridge, I feel like I would be fine. But if I were to go to some other parts of Boston, Um, I feel like I would have to lean into the humor thing for my safety, which is, again, something we've been really privileged not to think and worry about. We're so incredibly privileged that this is something that we don't normally ascribe to our identity. This is something that we can use as a temporary mode of expression. But we're really privileged in the fact that this is something that doesn't always necessarily feel intrinsic to our identity. So I imagine there's a, a huge community of men and and people just generally who want to express themselves wearing makeup and who might actually genuinely feel afraid as we are, but who also feel that the act of wearing makeup is so intrinsically attached to, the, to their identity. It's amazing how much of that fear I felt and, and anxiety just, I felt just buying the makeup, not, yes. even, not even going out and wearing it, just purchasing it. Yeah. So absolutely crazy to think about. Well, something that we're definitely going to be thinking about in the coming weeks, but as is Camp Re-Education Custom, we need to ask our big smart bike questions before we go boldly forth with this camp on makeup. So Shay, without further ado, what is this week's big smart boy question for you? We didn't make mine yet. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah let's 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 make that now i i forgot that we just left it out without i did too i I totally forgot as well um i'm actually i really gotta pee real quick so i'm gonna do that go ahead go ahead yeah Yeah, yeah. and and i'll pee too 
Century science has been plagued by the question of this forbidden golden nectar. What is it? Where does it come from? And what, if anything, is the Catholic Church going to do about it? So, Shay, without further ado, what is this week's big smart boy question for you? Well, Ian, I'm so glad you asked. As we've already been talking so much about this concept of masculinity, or I guess, really, I've been talking so much about it. You've slacked a little bit on that side. But <laughs> uh, my question uh, simply stated is, how will wearing makeup affect my understanding of masculinity? I've already seen how much it's affected me just shopping for it. I really think... I'm going to have to battle with some sense of identity as it relates to masculinity as it goes through this. Expectedly, it probably will not be that jarring. At least that's that's what uh, that's what I'm thinking based on my understanding of myself so far. But I was already super surprised with how I reacted in that in that aisle at, at Walgreens. <laughs> so uh, I'm really curious to to see how that is, and I'm sure you'll be having probably similar experiences with your concept of masculinity. What do you think? You know, I think this is something, even as, as the whole world is having this conversation about um, just gender identity, I think this is going to be something that's going to be really fun to think about. Um, especially, again, uh, with the younger generations, I know that they're they're having a more freedom to play around with it, but I do feel like we did kind of get locked into our conception, and it's, it's going to be nice to lay it on a table and kind of look at how we... F- how we feel about it and how much of that is, uh, you know, comes from our own free thinking and how much of that was kind of inherited. So uh, you also have your big smart boy question to guide you through our next two weeks. Uh, you want to go ahead and oh, you l- know it. You want to go ahead and lay that out for us? Well, you know, my interest really peaked with this whole idea of my initial criticism. We're like, well, why does anybody need to wear makeup at all? And you would push back on that uh, initially and said, well, I mean, like, why not a world where everybody is free to wear makeup? Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily that simple. So I'm going to spend the next two weeks really thinking, you know, what's better? A world without expectations of makeup where everyone is free not to wear makeup and there is no pressure to, you know, uh, emphasize aspects of your appearance and, and really focus on character or equally gendered expectations, that world where everyone is free to kind of uh, express themselves. But that also means free to put pressure on themselves to look a certain way, um, you know, and, and, and have to purchase products to keep up with trends. So, I mean, I think there's drawbacks to both and I'm going to reach out to people and, and kind of try to ask them some questions and, and have some of these conversations to, to see what's better. Do you think men who wear makeup feel like they are empowered to wear makeup or do you think that they have an expectation? To not wear makeup or to wear makeup? To wear makeup. I don't think that men that wear makeup, I think it's the opposite. I think men who wear makeup feel pressure not to wear makeup. Do you think even in the gay community that's true? You know, I don't know. Um, that's a good. That's a good question. I don't know either. Well, I guess we'll leave it there for now. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us on our first episode for the miraculous makeup camp. We cannot wait to share our experience with you in the coming two episodes. Make sure you stay tuned for next week where we go through our daily captain's logs, which will outline our experiences daily as they happen. Also make sure to follow us on Instagram because we will definitely be sharing all of our looks. You can give us the hot or not rating, tell all your friends, et cetera. Ian, am I missing 
anything at all. I think you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, just be sure to follow along on our social media. We're going to be posting our um, fantastic modes of expression. And uh, please let us know who wore it better. I, <laughs> Without a beard, I'm pretty sure it's going to be me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that confidence. Poor guy. All right. So, <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time, campers. All right. Bye. As always, a very special thanks to you, the listener, <laughs> for listening. Theme song written by my band, Retrolux. Here at camp, we love music and the people who make it. If you want your music featured on Camp Re-Education, please go to our website to learn more. And don't forget to stay tuned for next week, where Shay and I will review our daily captain's logs. And if you can't wait that long, follow us on Twitter and Instagram to get a sneak peek into next week's episode. And finally, because we love you so much, here's a little taste of what's to come. Next week on Campry Education? I mean, you had to have known. You just had to have known that putting lipstick in your eye wouldn't be safe regardless. Regardless if they tested on monkeys or not, why would you do that to yourself? Did you ever stop? Did you ever stop and consider that maybe I wanted my eyes to feel beautiful too? <laughs>